Good evening, Mayor Rabbi Isai. We are beginning a new week, and we're beginning Bezer Hashem, a new Cheshben here in Cheshben Anefesh, the third parak of Cheshben Anefesh, the Cheves Avavis, Cheshben number 14. And this is a quite an interesting Cheshben. Something different than we've encountered up until now. Something that we wouldn't think of on our own. So we have the Chavis of us to hold our hand and guide us through something that we should contemplate. The Arbaasar and the 14th Cheshben is Cheshben Hadamim Nafshay, a person should take an accounting and make a Cheshben think about it himself. When should he make this following Cheshben? Be'es Ahavosay. At a time when there is a strong love and he feels a leaning of his soul and devoting himself anyone who you get the, the impression or you estimate you feel like the poster says as the face is to a, a something in reflecting in the water, Cain teaches us What you express into the water, you see a reflection. If you're smiling into the water, the face smiles back at you. And if you look sternly and angrily at the water, that's what it does back to you. And you stick your tongue out at the water, at the mirror, it sticks its tongue back at you. So, Shlomo Mamelo says, You know why Kodesh Baruch who made it that way? Because it's just really an indication. So it is one heart to another heart of people. Which means that's the way Kodesh Baruch who made us in our very nature, in our essence. That what a, one person shows in his heart, feels in his heart, towards another person, then naturally the other person will feel some pull, some drawing close in that same feeling. Just to to mention an interesting story with the Heiligach Samsei from Isaiah. He once had a dintaira with none other than the butcher in town. And he ruled against the butcher. Now the butcher, a big burly fellow, didn't like to be wrong. And he says, I'm going to get this Rabiner. And he devised a very interesting plan. He had somebody go to the Chsam Seifer, someone who he didn't recognize, and say, Rebbe, there is a bris in the next town over. The Chsam Seifer, one of his many talents was he was a male. So they said, Rebbe, they want you to be the male. Where is it? Yes, yeah, this town, you have to go through this forest, and that's how you get to the town. That's the, the shortcut to the town. Okay, when is it? It's, it's, it's the following week this morning. Oh, okay, fine. So I'll have to travel at night to be there ready for, for the morning, for chakras, to get there early. Fine. So he takes one of his Talmidim. They go in a wagon. They start going. And lo and behold, they're going through the forest, and this butcher is waiting there behind the tree with his caliph, with his butcher's knife, ready to lynch and 
Chas V'Sholem put an end to the Chassam Seva's life because he was so angry about the Dim Tere that the Chassam Seva passing against him. And the Talmud sees what's happening, he sees the far, he says, Rebbe, we should jump out, we should run, let us run for our lives. Some Seva says, stay calm, stay calm. Let me, I'm, I'm deep in my thoughts, I need some, some quiet. And he seems to be in a trance a little bit, and they come, the butcher comes out from behind the tree, some Seifer steps out of the wagon, and the butcher comes, and like a, like a little docile animal, he puts down the knife and he says, Rebbe, I'm sorry, I want to apologize for all being angry, and this whole thing was just a setup, it was a scheme, you don't have to take a trip, there's no bris over there, there's nothing, please go back home, please be Michael. Amazing. A miracle. Mamish and open ace. They get back into the wagon. The, the Talmud is sweating bullets, still shaking, shivering from the experience. Remember what happened? He says, I saw exactly what's happening. I saw he was there ready to pounce on me. I used this Pasuk from Shlom HaMelech. And I, in my own heart, I started feeling good, warm feelings of love towards this person. And I say, probably had a difficult upbringing. He probably... Is, is, is going through a difficult time and it was hard for him and I'm feeling bad Finn. I'm really trying to build up an ava towards him and I felt that I was getting myself to love this other Yid and as soon as that happened the other Yid automatically started loving me back and therefore when he came to the meeting he says this person the, the, the Rav and the Tan I love the Rav how can I do he puts down his knife and he apologizes so strong is this idea of Kamayim Ponim El Ponim Kain Leva Odim Lodim. That's the way it is. And Chavisavavah says, so when such a thing happens, and we'll talk about it, how it happens to a person. When he, we see somebody shows a liking towards us, somebody shows a, that he's respecting us, he's smiling at us, it could be he's a stranger. But he takes a liking to us, maybe in a waiting room somewhere. So all of a sudden we feel some sort of connection to the person. And we feel also sort of a, a liking towards that other person. Just because they took a liking to me, I start having a good feelings to, for that person as well. That's the way it is. That's the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu made us. That's the tab of a person. When a person feels a, an av from somebody else, all of a sudden it conjures up within him to take a liking towards that person. Now, the Kolshikane, that's just any stranger. The Kolshikane, all the more so. If this person who's taking a liking towards me is how Sar Oinogin, he's some sort of official, he's some sort of dignitary. So it's not just the person in the waiting room. But it's actually, you know, the manager of uh, this place where I'm here for an appointment. And I see he takes a liking towards me. He makes a nice comment to me. Or he says, you know, actually, you can sit over there. That's a more comfortable chair. So all of a sudden, I feel loved by him, respected by him, cared for. And all of a sudden, there's a good feeling towards him. And if he would ask me a favor now, I would certainly do it for him. Because I see he's taking a liking towards me. More than just, I see a liking towards me, but actually, I see he's trying to build a closeness with me. 
and he promises me something. So not only does he say, you know what, that's a more comfortable chair, and he's someone in charge over here, but actually he says, you know, who are you here to see? You know, let me see if I can help you and uh, make sure you get in on time. Well, that's already... He's, he's taking a liking towards me. He's trying to build a closeness with me. He's actually trying to do something good for me. He's trying to promise me that he'll help me out over here. At that point, there's an overwhelming feeling of, of wanting to reciprocate and wanting to, this, to, to do something for this person. So if you make the way love when he does good for me, he doesn't need me. He doesn't have to do this for me, but he does it anyway. Certainly, if that happens, there will be nothing that would stop me from trying to reciprocate to him. There would nothing, something, nothing would bother me. Me showing a love towards him. Whatever I could do for him, I would also try to do. That's the way it is. Is that when a person feels that if another person takes a liking towards me, I feel I also want to do something good for him. You know, someone, a random, a stranger gives you a ride home from from shul. Yeah, you don't know this person because you're in a you're in a new shul, you're just visiting, and you have to get back to your host's house. Could you give me a ride to this and this person? Sure. Wow. The person just did it. You take a liking towards the person. If he would ask you, you know, uh, uh, I need a favor. Do you do you know about this and this topic? Sure, sure. I'd love to help you out because you feel that the person has gone out of his way for you. He's done something for you. We didn't have to. You feel that you want to reciprocate. So where is he? Where is he doing? Where is he leading to over here? What's he getting to? Covers of us. It's a nice little story. Nice pusik. What's he getting to over here? What he's trying to tell us is that if we would do this, even from just for another human being, that we would take that the love that he shows and expresses towards us, we are ready to reciprocate back. We're ready to express love back to him. We're ready to help him out and do for him. Benavshay, physically, if we could help them out with resources, financially. Ubonav, even to his, his children, he says, you know, actually, my my kid is in the same town that you live in. When you go back, you know, could you bring him this thing? Or could you look out for him? Surely I would want to do that. Just because you want to be able to pay this person back. Says the If we would do this to another mortal being, another human being, who's as weak as all of us, we're really, we're totally not in control of anything. How much are we obligated to be mikifle? All the multifold lebeirenu yisparach. That's what he's trying to bring out. That Hakadosh Baruch Hu expresses His love to us, and every day He shows this to us. Every day that we wake up and we can breathe and we're healthy and things are going well, Hakadosh Baruch Hu is just showing His overabundance love for us. So, Sechavasavavis's point is like this that when we encounter somebody who we feel is displaying a love towards us, and I feel myself wanting to do something back for him, at that moment, we should say, i got to put this away in my memory. I'd have to say to myself, you know something? Look at this. All of a sudden, this person is expressing a little bit of love, wants to do me a favor. 
And not only that, he's a chash of a person who's taking a liking to me. Wow, he's an Adam Godel who's taking a liking to me and tell me, come, you could sit over here. Could I help you out with something? Wow, and I, I feel so honored by that. I want to do something for him. At that moment, Chavazvavah says, capture that feeling and say, you know, at all times, HaKadosh Bo was expressing his love for us. And not only does he express it, he also says, I'm going to do you favors. And he promises to do us favors. And he has been ever since. So that's a cheshman we make at such times. We'll just end with something the Mashkiach put with this together, with this cheshman over here. We're going to read about very soon, in the, uh, towards the end of Parshish Bereshis, the encounter, finally, after 22 years of Yosef with his father, Yaakov. Yaakov Avinu finally hears that Yosef is alive, comes down to the wagons, and they move to Goshen right away, and Yosef comes to see Yaakov, his father, in Goshen. Obviously, a very emotional reunion between the father and his beloved son. And Yosef lays on his father and hugs him. Vayalikras Yisrael of Goishna. He comes to Goishna's father. Vayerilav. He sees him. Vayibol al tzavarav. He falls on his neck and he hugs him. Vayevkal tzavarav. And he cries on his father's neck on his father's shoulders. And Rashi says, "Well, why didn't Yaakov hug Yosef back? What's going on over here?" So, Yaakov, so the Rashi says, Yaakov couldn't do that because at that moment, Yaakov Avinu was saying Kriyashma. So, sounds bizarre. Like, what timing? Now you have to say Shema. Says the Gura Yardia, the Maral says, one second, was it time for Shema right then? Well, if it was, why wasn't Yosef saying Shema? And if it wasn't time, there was more time to say it later. Say, Yaakov Avinu, can't you wait a minute? So the Gura Yardia says, it wasn't, he was, he was being yaitze, his chi of his obligation of saying Shema every morning, every evening. He felt such a tremendous ava towards his son. And he says, I want to express that ava towards my son, Takarish Baruch At this moment where I feel such a tremendous ava, and coupled with the fact that Takarish Baruch Hu showed his ava through re- reuniting my son with me, he says, I want to now be Makabal El Malchus Shemayim. How do I express my love to HaKadosh Baruch I'm going to be Makabal El Malchus Shemayim again. And not at a time when I have to. I'm going to say, Shema Yisrael HaShem Alekeinu. I accept once again the yoke of HaShem, that HaShem is the one and only the unique one. He wanted to do it at that moment where he felt such tremendous yearnings of Ava towards his son, such tremendous yearnings of Ava that HaShem was expressing to him. He wanted to show that back to HaShem. So at that moment, he said Shema to express that. That's at a Cheshben. You see, Yaakovinu was clued into this Cheves of Avos. That at a moment where one feels tremendous Ava from another person, from here in this case from his son, and at the same time from Hashem's Ava, he wanted to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu that Ava back. And he's going to explain a little more in the coming pages of how we develop this sort of Cheshben of Ava towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Agutana.